Welcome to the Better Wealth Podcast, Enlightened Discipline. I'm Matt Halloran. I'll be your host for this podcast, and I'm joined, as always, by Scott Stopper, an experienced financial advisor who is a designated CFP or Certified Financial Planner and the managing partner of Better Wealth. This podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth, located in California's Silicon Valley, serving individual investors and companies from around the world. Good morning, Scott. How are you doing today? Great, Matt. Thank you. Well, we have gone through seven of the 10 disciplines of better wealth. So can you take our listeners through those first seven? Because we're going to talk about number eight today. Sure. You know, the first one um, about sort of understanding how we can can become a better investor is really understand what you cannot control uh, in terms of you know the markets and investing and emotions and things like that. Number two was identify your goals and write them down. That's really important. Uh, I call it existence and display. Number three was start saving towards your goals. How to do that? Uh, don't get delayed. Number four, find your balance. Uh, what to do about asset allocation. Number five, along with that, was tilt your allocation. What are some things you can do that maybe are academically proven to help boost your returns a little bit? Number six, a 10% discount is a good deal, and a 20% discount is a better deal. Learning to invest a little bit when the market's down, even though it might not feel good. Number seven, know how much your investments cost you. Really important. And then today, manage your emotions and stay the course. This is a very difficult thing for people to do, and I know that you have studied emotion and the cycle of investor emotions and behavioral finance. It happens to be something that you're passionate about. So what tips do you have to help clients manage their emotions? That's a great question. You know, one of the things I always say first and foremost is just, you know, sort of be an inquiry. It's it's great to ask questions. Um, to express your feelings and, and to sort of identify your emotions. So when we're talking with clients or other folks, it's always just, you know, acknowledging their questions, um, helping them understand that it's good to, you know, to voice those questions and concerns and get it out. And then the other thing I always say is, you know, use your financial fitness coach, right? Just like if you're struggling a little bit um, with some of your workouts or getting in shape or maybe in an academic environment, you know, go talk to the professor. It's the same thing. Go talk to your financial fitness coach. You know, the second thing I tell people is it's a journey. Um, you know, we're not going to get there overnight. It's normal to experience ups and downs, and, and that's okay. So knowing that can help you sort of, you know, stay the course and, and manage the, those emotions. And the last thing I'll say is it's okay to make adjustments. You know, sometimes uh, some financial advisors are so stuck to the plan or, or what you should do that they say, oh, no, we should just stay the course and not do anything. And, and I think it is okay to make minor adjustments. Um, there are some things you can do to help you sleep a little bit better at night if it's getting um, challenging for you. So, you know, be an inquiry, ask a lot of questions, understand it's a journey, and it's okay to make adjustments. Would you mind giving us an, an example of a time where a client brought to you uh, some some concerns being an inquiry asking you good questions and you made some changes to the plan accordingly would you mind uh giving us an example you know i think a great time to think back was the great recession you know when we had in in the beginning of 2008 wrapping up in 2009 you know when the s p 500 experienced a, almost a 50 percent decline you know that was really hard for a lot of clients um to to deal with and it was hard for me as a financial advisor 
uh, as well for everybody in the markets. So I think one of those things, you know, was what we had clients come to us and they would sort of say, you know, hey, this is getting hard. What should we do? And, you know, you know, initially, we, you know, we say stay, stay the course uh, that this too shall pass. And then, you know, the client would say, you know, a couple months later, hey, this is getting worse. I think we need to do something. And it was at that point that we sort of said, you know, hey, maybe it's OK to, to change the allocation a little bit. Um, you know, if it was a client who maybe had 65% in stocks and 35% in bonds, maybe we went to 50-50 allocation. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's okay to make those changes. That's what I mean by those minor adjustments. It's okay to make them along the path. Um, you know, it helps the client sleep a little bit better at night. I don't think it's going to do anything to drastically, um, you know, hurt the portfolio. The key was just understanding that as things started to rebound, that we were going to adjust back to that 35, 65, um, if, if, they're, if that was their risk tolerance. I think one thing to understand too is that experiences like that don't happen very often and sometimes um, that is a learning lesson. And so some of those clients, they stayed at 50-50 and that's perfectly fine. That's one of the, the things about an advisor is just understanding that it's okay, you can still reach your goals lots of times with those minor adjustments. So you're talking about validating their concerns, but at the same time, making adjustments as needed. And the Great Recession is a perfect example, and I appreciate you bringing that up. But Scott, if I turn on the television every day, the sky is always falling. How do you help clients deal with being bombarded with news all the time? And how can we help them stay focused on the long term? Yeah, that's a, that's another good question, and and the 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 media, uh, financial media, does not make it easy on us. So you know, one of the things we're going to talk about in um, the next podcast is is an investment policy statement. So I really believe that going through the exercise of having and writing down and creating an investment policy statement is the best thing that you can do to really stay focused in the long run. Um, other than that, I'm going to tell you that. Uh, you don't want to follow the crowd. Uh, so many times, uh, there's lots of evidence that points to when we do follow the crowd, we're not making good decisions. And so, you know, it's really having that investment policy statement um, for keeping you focused on the long run. It's also understanding that some of the best things you can do in your portfolio is is keep it simple. We've talked about this a little bit, but you know, in the investment media, there's just an overabundance of rules and algorithms and this new way to make money and this fantastic thing that you should be doing. And, and they'll talk about the stories of the, the uber rich or the uber wealthy who are, are using these strategies. And, and if it's working for them, it's going to work for you. And, and you know what? That's just not true. Um, I think the best thing you can do is keep it simple um, and not get into to those kinds of things. It's interesting. There's a good quote from Warren Buffett, and he says that he's not trying to find the smartest managers for him to hire for his company who might know exactly, you know, some 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 mathematic principles that, you know, that nobody else knows or they understand him so keenly. And what he has said is that there's sort of two things that he has found that that get people off track. Uh, one of them is alcohol and the second one is leverage. And, and leverage means mm. borrowing money, borrowing money that you don't have. And so, so many times we'll see people you know, take on leverage that they shouldn't in an effort to, to boost returns or to boost their portfolio. And just because it might work for some people doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So keep it simple is what, what we always say. And you've studied the cycle of investor emotions. We've talked about that in past podcasts. But tell us a little bit about what that is and how that applies to financial planning. 
Yeah, and this is tough. You know, we all have this uh, this wanting to keep up with the Joneses kind of thing. And so, you know, if you look at economic cycles, you're really talking about uh, our economy is always going through a cycle of expansion and then contraction and then expansion and then contraction. That's what it's doing with the market. You know, it's going through cycles of a bull market where it's where it's growing or a bear market where it's declining um, or boom and bust. You know, we've talked a little bit about that in the podcast. A 10% discount is a good deal and a 20% discount is a better deal. Just understanding what those cycles are. But for investors with their emotions, it's really more of greed and fear. You know, so many times when the market's going up, we want to participate. We want to get in on that. We want to be able to do what our neighbor is doing or somebody else we talk to at a, at a cocktail party. And then when the market's going down, it's, oh my gosh, I need to get out. I need to get out. And that's where we come back to an investment policy statement. If you take the time to have a plan and write it down, uh, tie that to your goals, tie that to your investment portfolio, that's going to help you sort of stay stay the course. And it also helps you keep it simple. So those are the things that can really help. Well, let's break that down even more, though, because you, when you're meeting with clients, you are going to identify these things when they're happening. So if I'm a client of yours and I'm experiencing one of these cycles uh, and I'm concerned because, again, the sky is falling and you are going to validate my concerns, but how do you shape my behavior overall besides keeping it simple um, in order to keep me on track? Yeah, good question. You know, the first thing we really try to do is is education, is just talking about what's going on, what's happening, and, and whether it's important or significant to you and your long-term goals. How does it impact your short-term goals, your intermediate goals? So it's really education. But lots of times, the other things that we will talk about are things that we've learned from from other areas, other disciplines. You know, there are sort of four positive addictions to combat stress, you know, because that, that cycle of greed and fear and those investor emotions, it's really about stress. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, somebody told me a long time ago, and I can't remember where, I've, where, I, where they got it from, but, you know, there's sort of four positive addictions they even talk about to combat stress. One is exercise. Uh, number two is, is work, just getting at and, and working at uh, some things that you need to get done. Solitude is, is very good. And relationships. And so those are four positive addictions when you're feeling stressed that can help you. And so if somebody's, you know, stressed about their investment portfolio, you know, sometimes I'll ask, are you getting exercise? Um, How's work going? Right. Are you taking some time for yourself and are you nurturing yourself with good, positive relationships? And then sometimes we'll say, you know, there are four positive rules to combat your investing emotions. And one of those is have a plan. Mm -hmm. That's number one. And, you know, so we'll talk about the plan that they have and we'll review it. Number two is knowing what you can control or what you cannot control. And so we'll review those things. We'll talk about that. Number three is keep it simple. You know, we've talked quite a bit about that. And we'll talk about how their portfolio is structured, the investments that we use, and how the, the simple is the secret. And then number four is we'll say, you know, just like those positive relationships that can help you with your own personal stress, having a positive relationship with a trusted advisor can really help as well. And uh, and so we'll talk about that. So I think, you know, for the individual investor, it's really understanding what that stress is coming from. It's looking at their personal lives and then also sort of understanding, you know, the four rules to combat your investing emotions. Do you have a plan? Do you know what you can control? Do you know how to keep it simple? And do you have a trusted advisor you can talk to? Emotions are incredibly difficult to manage as an investor, especially since 
Somebody like me would be giving you pretty much their life savings, Scott, to, to manage and make sure that I'm on course to uh, retire in the time frame that I would like or retire to something that is something I've looked forward to my whole life. When we talk about the cycle of investor emotions, there's a buy-sell issue with what most clients end up doing when they are in control solely of their finances. Would you mind talking a little bit about that? Sure. You know, I think that cycle you're talking about is when the idea is that when the market's going up and everybody is excited and feeling good about it and you're seeing it in the press, that that's the time when everybody says, oh, I need to get in, I need to get in. Mm -hmm. And so they end up they end up buying at the highs of the markets. And, and then when the market is going down, there's fear. Newspaper articles are saying, I need to get out. Authors are saying different uh, different articles are saying, oh, you need to sell this and get out and buy this. And so people will, will end up getting out of the market at the worst time. So it's almost as if following the crowd is having you buy when the market's at its highest and sell when the market's at its lowest. And, you know, there's lots of studies that show that's what the average individual investor does, buys at the wrong time and sells at the wrong time. And so I think, you know, having sort of, you know, these five positive rules to combat your investing emotions, having a plan. If you just understand your plan and having that plan written down can help you stay away from those times when you might feel that tendency to to buy when everything else is going good or to sell when everything's going down. Lots of times by contributing to your 401k plan every month, every time you get paid, you're sort of averaging out what your buying price is and what your selling price is. So I think, you know, again, uh, we're gonna come back to have a plan, know what you can't control, uh, what you cannot control, keep it simple and use a trusted advisor is gonna really help you sort of manage those emotions and not do things at the top or the bottom that you shouldn't do. And we've been talking about the 10 disciplines of better wealth. And when you've gone through the other seven and now eight today, I really want to make sure the listeners realize that they need to listen to all of these because there are common themes that really do separate you, Scott, from the regular advisors down the street because you look at things fundamentally differently and you teach your clients how to look at things in a way that will benefit them for the long term. So is there anything else that you'd like to add about managing your emotions and staying the course? No, I think we've got it. You know, looking forward to nine coming up, which is create a map and investment policy statement. You know, we talked a little bit about that earlier. And so what does that mean? And what are the, the, the pieces and, and parts of an investment policy statement that you should have? And then the last one is, is, you know, the benefits of using a coach or a teacher. And what are some guides that you can have in selecting the right coach uh, for you? Well, that's it for today's Better Wealth Podcast. I'm Matt Hallern for Scott Stoffer. Please make sure to follow us at betterwealth.us. And when you're ready to have an advisor who's focused on doing what works better for your success, Scott and his team are available to chat in person, on the phone, or on a video conference.